All right. Good morning. Happy Monday. You're listening to Chicks and Pits, and we are recording down here at Shock City Studios in St. Louis. I love saying Shock City. I love that name. I, I like Shock City, too. It's a great name. I think it that. is. I am Kate Brockmeyer. I am the general human on this show. And with me today is Katie Beth, executive director of Pit Door. Who am I and what do I do? <laughs> right? I wrangle dogs. That's what I do. I kind of jacked that up for a second. The executive director of Pit Doorable. Hey, listen, I've jacked it up too, and it's my job, so it's okay. It's a Monday. We've got to stop doing this on Monday. Seriously. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to. But people, hopefully, are listening to us Monday morning on Studio C Radio. So it's it's our home. We're gonna we're gonna it be is our here home. on Monday forever. I am forever. You're listening live with us now. <laughs> so today, our guest is Larry Norber, and I apologize for my voice. It's a little little raspy today. It's all good. You would only know that your voice is raspy because you have a history in working in film and radio and sound well, like that. A long time ago. <laughs> and, and listening to your voice. The rest of us, well, I mean, I know because I know Larry. He's a friend of mine. But our listeners, you could sound like this all the time. They have no idea. I yeah. could. You could sell. I, I think for my first four episodes, I plugged it as, this is my jazz lounge voice because I was really hoarse from coughing. I was like, so I, this, is, this is my raspy voice. This is my <laughs> jazz singer. That's what it was. I love it. Larry, what do you do? Tell us what your profession is. I have a um, um, company located over in Clayton called Hot Lava Media. And we are website developers. We do a lot of broadcast email for companies, a lot of search engine optimization and search engine marketing as well. That's awesome. We've had a couple episodes where we've really talked about what does social media do for dog rescue and how these, you know, you get on Facebook and I know you said you're not very active in the Facebook space, you personally, but I'm sure business-wise you guys deal a lot with that with companies. And you know, we talk a lot about how when you get on Facebook and you start seeing these dogs like up for adoption and they're, you know, everyone's sharing them or like recently, a couple of weeks ago, Kate, we had a foster get out. Oh, yes, our missing, my miss, my escaped foster. We had an escapee. Yeah. We put him all over social. I mean, we had we had hundreds and hundreds of people share his picture, which was really helpful. So we had and and lots of people who took time out of their schedules to go out to the area and walk around and see if they could spot him. Right. Um, and it is and actually, let me think. Four out of the six stray dogs that I found in the last two years, I've actually found their homes through Facebook, as opposed to any other method. Like I've called everybody under the sun and we've put up flyers and we've but. 80% of the time it's been posting them on Facebook has brought me back to their owner. So it's really helpful for that. I always think on a regular basis, like, what what did we do? I mean, I've been in business before social media, and I didn't have social media, so I beat the streets. And that's how I got my clientele, was going door to door, um, offering sales, you know, there's receptionist. I would come in with a cake pop or two or a little cookie that I grabbed at, it used to be Kirkwood Bakery in downtown Kirkwood. And I would go in and get a stack of 24 cookies, and I would set the box down and get a cookie out, and then I would take it into the store and say, hey, I'm so-and-so with my business card, and I'd give them the cookie and my business card. And <laughs> That's brilliant. I know. I was—so the way we found—and and all of these people shared and helped us look. The way we actually found our missing dog, Tigger, was that we went door-to-door. Me right. and Jen Wright, who's been on our show and does dog rescue work— um, went out in Dittmer, Missouri, which is this little town. You guys should have called me. I totally would have come help you. It was, we sh- I didn't even think about it. I didn't even call Jen either. She actually volunteered. I was like, oh, you want to come wander around in Dittmer with me? <laughs> and it's like, it. Two's better than one out it's there. It's <laughs> like the middle of a cornfield and there's gravel roads and the houses are really spread out. And there's like 
a trailer here and kind of a burned out house over there. And, 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 and many people at their homes sit on property that's three or five acres. They have these real long driveways. They have fences up. And there's signs at the entrance to their driveway that says trespassers will be shot. Like, oh, oh, good. Let me just show up at these people's door and knock on it and hope they don't shoot me. My, my little city butt with my rainbow hair. And while in the city, rainbow hair is reassuring for people because I look like, you know, a My Little Pony or something. Out in the country, I'm pretty sure I show up and people think, what kinds of drugs is this chick on? Rainbow hair is not very popular in gravel road land. So it was really exciting. And we didn't get shot because I'm here. And the people were very nice. Um, but the signs were a little scary. It was, it was, it was scary. And we found him. Um, I mean, I checked. He was right by kind of a major highway. And so the first thing I did was go walk along the highway and make sure that he hadn't been hit. Um, and he hadn't, which is good. And after that, and after we spent half an hour calling and he didn't show up, I was like, all right, this dog's on somebody's couch. And so literally what we did was go door to door with my business cards and knock on people's doors and say, I'm so, and, they, and they're in the middle of nowhere up a gravel road and it's weird to have somebody show up and knock on your door. So they were all very surprised to see us. Most, <laughs> most of them were very nice. And I gave them a business card and halfway through, I'm like, you know what we should have brought? A Girl Scout. Because <laughs> if we had boxes of cookies, we would get a much better reception. That's legit. You totally should have done that. So you found the dog in someone's, like you knocked on the door and they were like, oh yeah, I have that dog. We did actually, funnily enough, we went to this house and nobody was home. We'll get back to you, Larry. Sorry. We went. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I was going to say, back in the day, we used to, uh, we used to draw pictures of the dog and, uh, and, and put, you know, spot lost on right? March 15th and then... And then thumbtack him up to the telephone pole will, and with our mm-hmm. phone number and hoping that people would call us. We right? still do that. And I would have done that, but I forgot to do it before I drove out an hour away last night. So if I didn't find him last night, I was coming back with posters tonight. But so we knocked on one door. Nobody was home. We went to the house next door, which was like half a mile down the road. <laughs> and we knocked on her door and she was very nice. And she had these little dogs. And she told us the people next door to her, who'd been the ones who weren't home, had a pit bull. Um, and so we're like, okay. And then we went to a couple more houses and we saw a car drive by with this brown pit bull, which is what we're missing, his head sticking out the window. And so we're like, hop in the car. We're going to follow them because people who have pit bulls like pit bulls and aren't scared of them. So if they see one run by, they're like, oh, hi, puppy, instead of, you know, running the other direction. So we followed him down. We stopped him and we asked him. Their dog was very sweet. They were really nice. They took our business card. The woman goes, hold on a minute. She makes a phone call. She comes up. She says, my mom found a dog. She's right down the street. (laughs) Go up to the corner, turn left. They're like, well, he's, he's real excitable. I'm like, that's our dog. Tell her not to let him go. <laughs> and so we drove down around the corner. They're staying out front. And sure enough, there he was. And about 20 minutes after he disappeared from his house, he opened the door, went off to play with another dog, which he really loves to do. And he didn't come back. I didn't come back by the next morning. And I was pretty sure he was somewhere because this dog is not missing a meal. Right. Um, so, you know, so 20 minutes after he disappeared from his house, he showed up on their back porch. Their teenager was mm-hmm. outside. So we went up to visit the teenager. They took him inside. They fed him. Um, she said he kept trying to get out the screen door, but she didn't want to let him out because they live right off Highway 30, and it's a really busy highway. And uh, he slept in bed with her the night before. Love and it. so I'm like, sure enough, I knew this dog was not missing any meals. So somewhere, somebody was feeding him. I was like, I knew he was sleeping on somebody's couch. And she's like, actually, he slept in bed with me last night. That's awesome. <laughs> like, you stinker. <laughs> they I were love it. They were really sad that we took him back. I'm like, I'm sorry, but his foster but mama loves him. But I will keep you him. in mind for future fostering opportunities. I did. I gave him a business card and showed him a picture of Jack. I'm like, he's really sweet if you, you want a nice dog. You should take him in your space. Well, I'm going to show up and maybe drop him by their trailer and see if they'll take him in. 
I love it. It's amazing. All right, we'll be right back. Get raw with chaos on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. at studiocradio.com. Tune in on Thursdays at 11 a.m. for Cat's Closet at studiocradio.com. Welcome back to Chicks and Pits on this Monday morning. You have me, Katie Beth, my co-host, as always, Kate Brockmeyer, our guest, Larry Norber, and Sam Mall, who hangs out in the studio and makes us sound good. He does make us sound good. We're thankful for that. So, Larry, your company does a lot of search engine optimization. What do you think the power of that is for businesses and kind of having a great website? Well, I think a lot of companies have great websites, but um, the I think the point is to actually get found when people are looking for that great website. If nobody sees you, then so much for the great website. So when you do search engine marketing, search engine optimization, you've got to figure out what Google is looking for because Google's the 800-pound gorilla on the, on the web, and then feed it what it's looking for. And the better you feed it, the more it's going to eat from you. So you've got to figure those parameters out, figure out what terms it's looking for, figure out what types of coding it's looking for on the website, and linking, and then feed Google, feed Google, feed Google, and eventually all the other directories and search engines follow Google. Right. And you'll wind up feeding them as well. But work on Google first, and you know, you'll be rewarded. I was thinking the other day about askjeeves.com. Do you remember that was like before Google? Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they had like, the picture of the butler on the on the side. Yep. And yeah. I feel bet. like it was after Google, but it was supposed to be better than Google. Like Google was there and Ask Jeeves was supposed to be like the better solution. And they weren't. I don't know. No, but, Google's Google's the dog. Right? They, oh, yeah. It's totally the space to be. Um, one of the things that we've loved about podcasting is that we're giving our – um, podcasters who a lot of them own their own businesses, fresh content to put onto their websites every day you bet. or every week, you know, and it keeps them like really high up in the search engines, right? It well, gives people reasons thing, to look you up and click on you. Yeah. I mean, right. one thing Google relies on is change on a website. That was kind of the advent of, of, uh, of blogs. People would put a blog on their website and they thought they were changing their website, but really it, the the blog, the initially the WordPress blog was just an add-on to a website. So you really weren't changing the content on a website. Oh. Google looks for change. So See, I for didn't instance, know that. This is Googled, good to know. If you Googled Pluto and Googled the first results on Google were, you know, Pluto's the ninth planet in our solar system. That's dead wrong these days. Google looks for the latest information and tries to produce that because that's what people are looking for. That makes sense. The latest information. So if you change your website, if you change the content, if you add to it, if you change your page titles, uh, Google's saying, oh, something's new, something's different, something is more current. Right. Therefore, it will latch onto that a little bit more quickly. So interesting. One of my companies, um, we use a membership software for our website. And so we actually like hardly have any SEO because it's a membership it's a private membership software. Mm-hmm. And even though it's our landing page for the organization, it's not, we can't, we're not pulling the SEO traffic that we should be. And so something that's on my list for this year is to maybe start another web page that then filters back to that space so that we are able to pick up a lot of that because I would love to be adding, I co-host on a lot of podcasts and I would love to be adding some of that content and you know, putting a lot out there. Yeah, there are some very specific strategies for that, strategies that we use for, all right, now we're using them for everybody from 
car dealers to plumbers to um, who's our latest one? Uh, a company that um, does uh, they are a PEO broker, which is a professional employment organization broker. So we've got some specific strategies to help their SEO. Yeah. Even though they just had this one little site, what are they doing outside of that to create traffic and generate opportunities for their mothership site? That's awesome. I think that Pit Dorbel has become, I've been talking to people out in the community and, you know, I'll run into someone. I'll be like, oh my God, I love your pit. You know, I'm on this podcast. You should totally check it out. And um, and I, it's been really fun for me to hear from people being, oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook or you tagged my friend and they were a guest. And so it's been kind of fun to see the pit doorbell, um, the the whole that community of that space. Really excited. That's been my my goal. My goal for the first year, the first two years for the rescue has been to uh, brand recognition, basically. But to be able to say pit doorbell and have somebody say, "I've heard of that," because right. in St. Louis, there's so many rescues and there's so many people and there's so many, and they're so hard to find unless you know somebody who actually works with them because it's just not the information isn't out there. It's hard to. Fine, we're compartmentalized. And so one of my goals has been, you know, for people to recognize the name, for people to say, I've heard of them, or I've heard something they've done, which is part of why we do this podcast. Right. Tell and your friends. And <laughs> your use of social media, Katie, is essential to Pit Dorable. You're doing a great job of that. Oh, good. Thank you. I don't know that I'm that good at it, but I have a volunteer who <laughs> is 16 who I'm putting on it because I'm pretty sure 16-year-olds can just social media us all to death. So if you need an intern, we've got the hookup. <laughs> oh, great. Can't wait. <laughs> and he's really enthusiastic, so I'm really excited. Well, good. I dig that. I think that's such a cool space. You know, and I think that people, a lot of people that start businesses or they own a business or they get into the nonprofit space, they really don't have an idea about how to use the tools that are out there appropriately for their business so they don't have to work as hard and allow those tools to really work for them versus working against them. And um, I thought, I mean, that's kind of what I love about even being able to listen to break down for some of our listeners that here's how you can use some of these tools to to bring that around. Do you have a favorite tool in the website world, social media world? Um, anything, is there anything that like if you could tell business owners one thing that they have websites, that they have social media, and you want to spread that space, do you have anything? I'm totally throwing him on, yeah, you know, under the bus. out in front of the bus. Yeah, that's, um, I would say that, you know, one of the things we talked about was um, uh, changing your website. I love that. Um, so you have to always get in, and, and some websites are set up to do that. They're on content management systems like WordPress and Joomla, so an owner can get in there and change certain aspects of their site. Some are not. They're built in straight HTML, so it requires a professional web developer to get in there and make those changes. But two things. One is I think those changes and also not just relying on your one website to pull in all the traffic. Um, just like uh, um, some businesses will expand their brick and mortars out and out and out and manage them from a central location, you can use the web to, instead of a brick and mortar, expand your uh, your business base online by creating smaller satellite sites that feed the mothership, and that's a that's a great strategy. That's one that we're working on with a lot of with a lot of companies out there. And we do actually own most of the domains related to Pit Dorable and Chicks and Pits. Uh, Partially because I, I come from a tech family, and and the the vein of thinking is that so when somebody types it in wrong, they still end up where you want them to go. 
So we own, so Pitdorable.com is our main site, but we also own Pitdorable.net, we own Pitdorable.org, we own chicksandpits.com with two T's, .net.org, we own one T, .org, (laughs) and they all filter to basically the same two places because Mm -hmm. that helps feed into our numbers, but also that people can find us when they want to find us. Yeah, I do encourage people not to go domain poor because it's very easy to go domain poor. But if you are, if you're doing what you're doing, um, go ahead and get those domains. Get them for a year or two and use them as insurance. Filter down after a while. Say, okay, this one maybe isn't where people are going or what they're using. Cut your costs at that point. But do get them for insurance and then... When they come up for renewal, you can make your decisions on what to keep and what not to keep. Well, and that's something that's not, it's a, it's a little bit of an investment, but it's actually not a huge investment because all of ours filter to the same place. So we don't have to do the add-ons or do the software, do all of that for all mm-hmm. the websites. We do all of that for the main site. All of the other websites just, and really if you type it in wrong, it's just going to direct you to the right site. So we just own the domains, which which is a little bit of money, but it's not that expensive. And then they just filter these like, like, bring everybody in. Pull everybody in to where we want them. <laughs> we're, we're trying to suck people out of there. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by Chesterfield Service Heating and Cooling Major Appliance Repair. Chesterfield Service takes pride in providing the highest quality heating and cooling, appliance repair, and HVAC work with the finest customer service in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles County, and surrounding areas. You can find them at chesterfieldservice.com. Welcome back to Chicks and Fits. With us today, as always, is Katie Beth. That's me, uh, Kate Brockmeyer. And our guest, Larry Norber, who runs Hot Lava Media, which does all sorts of media. Um, and all sorts of little things, too. He also printed my business cards, and they look amazing. I get compliments on them all the time. People are really—even the woman who designed them was really impressed on how well they printed up. So it does make a difference, even though that's one of the smaller things that they do. Um, nothing compared to designing your entire website, but— Good quality business cards make a difference. People think highly of you when they look nice. For the very first time, Larry, don't panic over there. Um, I have been in business for a very long time, and I have never had cards because I didn't have a website for many of my companies. Don't die over there. Um, because don't I was, worry then. I did. I own a photography business, and I didn't need a website, right? Which sounds crazy, but I didn't. I just was. I was never the greatest photographer in the world, but I was a good business owner. And so that sort of like evened out for me. Um, but I just got business cards for the first time in many years. And I used them last night at a networking event. And they're rounded edges and they're plastic. Um, so they're like thicker than a, you know, a regular car- paper business card. And I, like I had the room, everyone's going, look at this business card. I'm like, yep, now what? If I was going to do it, I did it right, you know? <laughs> and it does really in having them really. So we had a- another friend of ours who we paid. Um, but design them professionally. She's a professional. She's a graphic designer. Um, and we had them printed professionally through Larry's company. And and it does make a really big difference in how people see you because often that's your first line of introduction. That's the first face you put forward. I mean, aside from my rainbow hair and my pink shirts. But, you know, you get the cards and the cards look really nice and they're really sleek and they're really professional. And people think, hey, she's really legit. They have no idea that it's just me being a goofball hanging out with my rainbow hair in, in a room somewhere. Right. I love it. Okay, so the other, I'm using Larry while he's on here to get in my, like, dying questions that I have about life and things. One of the questions that I come across a lot in business when people are starting a business or they're considering looking at additional domains, things like that, um, is what about these dot fitness? So if it's like, you know, the orange gym 
dot fitness, or I think I've seen like dot health, or what do you think about those? Well, um, I have a particular opinion about those. If you use, there are all kinds of extensions now uh, after names, and I think if you use them like Katie Beth has used them with Pitdorable, she has a dot com, a dot net, the dot org, that's great. Anything really now other than those three, it says, I'm a copycat or I'm a Johnny come lately. That's kind of what I thought too. And, you know, the dot com, now a little bit more the dot net and also always the dot org show that you have a foundation, typically that you have stability and that you've been around for a while and people want to do business with known quantities. The dot fitness, the dot dot US, the dot biz, those are all Johnny come lately's. Those are all um, people who are trying to reach and generate some traffic with a domain name that is you know, close to a search right. or, uh, or of their, you know, the name of their company. But it, it's, um, for me, it's, um, it, for me, it just doesn't like work. Of, yeah. I always feel like when you go, try and go that route, you've missed the mark. Like, yeah, you're too late. Yeah. I mean the, the fit, fit chick radio, which is one of our podcasters, fitchickradio.com, She owns that and that's her space. And that was one of the things that we had talked about. Like, you know, she's like, what if someone creates like a fit chick radio.fitness? And it's one of those things. I'm like, who cares? Don't worry about it. Yeah, there matter. may be a dot radio extension <laughs> no, well, these days. I, right. you know. Yeah, and, there very well could be. I don't have and any And that's idea. one of those ones where she could buy it up and just point it back at her site, which is part of why we do it. And people will ask, because we are a nonprofit. And so sometimes people ask why we don't run our main site on the dot net or the dot org. Um, and it's because my experience, and in working with rescues and doing other things through is that regardless of what your card says and what you tell people, right. they automatically type in dot com. They, right, and Katie Beth, you, that's exactly what you've done right. You own that space, and you you have protected and guarded that space by getting the other main do- mm. uh, extensions around your dot com. Still, a lot of yeah, a lot of nonprofits do have the dot org, but they own the dot com because it says we were the first. We've got this is our foundation, right? And it, and it yeah, and and then and it and then it doesn't matter if people type in dot com because it still points them back to your dot org or your dot net, whatever wherever your main site is. And ours, if you type in pitdorable.net, will pop up and it will load pitdorable.com and then the address bar will say, because we have it set to do that so people end up where we want them to go. And that's, mm-hmm. and there are, uh, there's several other options that were available like .us and .biz and .something else that we, that I didn't buy because generally, at least at the moment, what people know is .com, .net, and .org. And so if they're looking for us, that's what they're going to put in. Um, anything else really would just, I, I think, I, I don't think that we're there yet that people actually realize it's a thing. So I don't think that people look well, that right. far into the address. Like as a general consumer, I don't think that the general population is looking for fitchickradio.fitness. They're not. They're looking for fitchickradio.com. Right. You know, and so that's kind of like the way that I put it is that your target market is truly the general public. When you're working in a business-to-business, so many things I think that business owners and people in business get caught up in are only things that other business people are looking at. Like when everyone's driving, these wedding industry people are trying to drive all this content on Instagram. Well, the only people looking at it on Instagram are other wedding industry people. It's not necessarily like your target market or your clientele, you know? And so people get all worked up and, you know, I see things. There's this Facebook group called the Rising Tide Society. And there's 19,000 creative people in there from website designers, photographers, you know, all of these people. And um, they get so worked up about things that I'm like, this has no actual real relation to your bottom line. Sometimes that's people who have more time than money. 
Right. So they put all this time into this, you know, into this thing that they can contribute to and they're not really out there, you know, building their business. Right. They miss a lot of that space. One of the other things that I preach a lot, which doesn't really necessarily apply to Pit Dorbel, but um, in the organization is that you need to be out in sales calls seven to 10 times a week. You need to be sitting down in a sales call making business because if you're not selling, you're not and thriving, then you're dying, you know, and trying to get people to, well, I don't want to be pushy. Well, listen, (laughs) get over that. (laughs) Yeah, you can have the greatest organization in the world. Katie Best's an example. She is always out there. She's always in front. She's, people know She's got the rainbow hair and the pink shirt. It's, Say no, it's so exactly who she is when she hair. walks up. We, we need. I need to update the rainbow hair. Is what needs to happen. <laughs> the red, the original, the ginger is coming out. Yeah, my. I, I originally am a redhead, so I'm used to being identified by my hair color. But it is growing out. I'm. I'm going to end up with a very weird ombre soon. So I it's need cool. to do something. I have something. an ombre. It's dark gray on top, and then light gray, and then blonde at the very end. <laughs> we're ombreing it. It's, it's. We're ombreing it out. We'll get there eventually. Just buy ombre.com too. Let's do that. Don't take that people listening. I'll probably already bought it by now. Um, Larry, where can we find your company? You can find our company, uh, our brick and mortars at, uh, in Clayton at 200 South Anley and then uh, online at hotlavamedia.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today and helping us kind of think differently about the way that we're using our websites and social media and ask and answering some of my you know, burning, burning questions. Burning questions. <laughs> I love it. Been my pleasure. I don't know if my answer's you kind of knew some of those answers. You already had your ideas. You're, you're, I got my ideas, but it's always yeah, good to hear do. from a professional. Thanks. I'm not a I'm not an actual website person, and uh, so I so appreciate the value and the um, the professionalism that you bring to the table. So thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week. 